I just want to remind you how important it is as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, to get to a couple of live events really important events every year. And I know you're selective about that. I hope that you're selective about that because it's your time, it's your energy, it's a flight, it's a hotel, but it is so powerful to be in a room of like-minded people, especially when you have incredible experts who want to share with you not just what to do, but how to do it. We are holding our live Marketing Impact Academy live event on October 14th through the 16th. Our events are legendary. They're so fun. And I don't invite an expert onto my stage unless they come with an action plan so that the people in the audience don't leave feeling motivated, but also overwhelmed or confused by like, okay, so now what what was I supposed to do now that I'm home and unpacking my suitcase? Like, what was I supposed to do? So every single speaker comes with an action plan. This year's expert lineup covers every area of social media. You're going to hear how you can learn to multipurpose so much of your content, spend less time creating content and delivering it out to multiple channels all at once. This year, we're also going to help you understand how to manage all of this because social media and becoming an entrepreneur has become so much bigger, so much more, there's so much more work to be done. There's so many more opportunities. And I know that's part of your overwhelm. Like there's so much to do, but I'm only one person and I can't afford to hire help. Yes, you can. And we're going to walk you through that process. We're going to tell you where to find people, how to find them, how to get them set up, like so that everything that you're learning at this conference, you're also going to understand how to manage it, how to scale it and how to make more, but work less. It's a party. It's super fun. If this is your very first live event, that's even cooler. You're, you're just going to love it. Listen, don't take my word for it. I want you to go check it out. I put a link right at the top of our show notes. So just scroll up on the art. You'll see a link, shaleen.com forward slash MIA live 247, like 247, MIA live 247, shaleen.com forward slash MIA live 247. If you're a Marketing Impact Academy member and you want your special discount, uh, be sure to check your emails. If you don't find an email, you can always reach out to us, operations at shaleenjohnson.com. All right, let's do it. Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. My name's Shaleen and today I will be your host. Thanks for joining me. I'm in the car and we are on our way. I'm on my way to go have an uncomfortable conversation. And it made me realize that this is one of the things you just have to do when you are in business. Um, well, I mean, it's something you have to do in life, right? But why is it it freaks us out? Why is it we put those uncomfortable conversations off? Well, for a lot of reasons. Nobody likes conflict and nobody likes to be uncomfortable. So today I want to share with you some some ways that I prepare for those difficult conversations. And I hope that this, I hope you find this super helpful. Well, I hate to point a finger back at mom and dad, but the truth of the matter is you have been modeled how or how to feel about difficult conversations by the time you were, you know, probably 12 years old. You witnessed in your household the way conflict was resolved. In your household, there might have been angry arguments. There might have been violence. You might have seen a parent who gave the other one the silent treatment. It might have been scary. You were modeled, you were role modeled um, 
conflict, right? Like, so, so maybe you went and hid in your room and if you were really quiet and silent, things got better. In which case, believe it or not, that forms some early childhood beliefs for you that like, if I just ignore this, if I don't deal with this, maybe it'll just go away. Or maybe in your household, your one of your parents, the way that they got their way, the way that they made everybody else, whatever, see their side was by being loud, by, by yelling, by screaming, or by uh, being emotional and crying, right? Like maybe, maybe the way you you saw your mother resolve arguments with your father or to end a fight was to cry. So all of those things <laughs> definitely have an impact on the way you resolve conflict and also how you feel about conflict. Having said that, I feel pretty fortunate that I was had some pretty great role models, but even still, I I know when there's an uncomfortable conversation coming up, you know, we all can feel that. So some things that I do to help myself prepare for that is first of all, I just try to remember to my remind myself that I can make it really uncomfortable or by preparing and using the right language and, and how I approach even just having that meeting or that first meeting and, and even my mindset around it, I can make things much more comfortable. Have you ever got a text message from someone who's like, hey, we really need to talk? <laughs> How's that make you feel? Defensive. I freaking hate that text message so much. Much but even if it's something really serious, there's a million other ways to tell someone that like, hey, we should get together that doesn't raise every person's defensiveness and red flag for whatever reason, we turn things into a bigger deal before they need to be. So that's the first thing is to just chill out, like be chill about it, be low key. You know how people interpret a message, right? Because that, that's what it's about. Like a difficult conversation means you have a message that you, let's, let's define a difficult conversation. A difficult conversation is when we need to deliver a message that we know is going to probably make the other person uncomfortable or both of us uncomfortable. Like I'm thinking back on when my kids were little and you have to have, you know, that uncomfortable conversation about the way babies are made. You know, that's uncomfortable for it can be uncomfortable for both of you. But I also have friends who it wasn't uncomfortable for their kid at all or it wasn't uncomfortable for them at all. It just kind of depends. But typically, it's something that like you're just you're just dreading doing it because you know it's going to make one or both of you uncomfortable. So one of the I know this is like kind of a hindsight kind of thing, but as someone who's in business, all conversations, especially the ones that are uncomfortable, are easier when there's trust, when there's rapport, when you have a relationship. And that takes time, that takes connection, that takes respect. Also, it's really important that you are, you remember like you're the leader and this is your responsibility. In most cases, I'm, I'm talking to you because you need to have this conversation. So put things into perspective before you even go about having the conversation and know this, you need to to do some planning. If it's an uncomfortable conversation, you better pull out a pen and piece of paper and start writing down some notes. Don't let this fester because the longer you put this conversation off, the bigger it gets. 
And then for whatever reason in our minds, I mean, I do this too. In our minds, we're like, you start feeling like you're, you've got to go to battle and you've got to win. And then, so when, when we're going to go to battle and we're going to win, now we're having an uncomfortable conversation that we've turned into a war, which means we've, we have an enemy and that is never going to work out well. So remember that this is not a war. This isn't you versus them. This is you remembering that we're on the same team. I mean, we're on the same team even when we're not. Like even if you're talking about having a difficult conversation with a consultant or um, someone who is on your team or a coworker, uh, you know, someone who's organizing a venue, what, negotiating prices, all of these things, we're, we're, we're on the same team because we have to communicate because we're humans. So it's not looking at this other person as the villain. And the longer we procrastinate, the more we become self-centered in our view of what has happened, what is going to happen, etc. We talk a lot about email marketing here on Build Your Tribe. And I will often hear from many of you, but Chalene, I don't open my email. Like, why should I be worried about growing my email list when people just aren't looking at emails as much anymore? Obviously, an overwhelming number of our episodes are about social media marketing, right? Like, this is a great way to reach your customers. But is it? <laughs> but is it? I mean, it's difficult, right? And we know that such a very small fraction of our audience is seeing our social media posts, which we're putting a ton of time into. So if a lot of us are ignoring emails and most of us aren't seeing the majority of the social media posts from the people that we, we do follow, what is it that does capture our attention? Answer, a text message. Am I right? I mean, how many unanswered text messages do you have, relatively speaking, compared to the number of unseen social media posts or never opened emails? It's huge. And it works for absolutely every kind of business. I don't care what kind of business it is you're trying to grow. If you need to speak to your customers, if you need to get the attention of your customers, you need to send them a text. And these kind of services, they used to be pretty expensive. But I want to tell you about a, a program called Simple Texting that could totally take your business to the next level. I mean, we text our customers when there are sales and promotions. We text our customers to remind them when we're going live. We text our customers when their free trial is about to expire. We text our customers and let them know, hey, if you have questions about the Marketing Impact Academy, hit us back. Like texting allows you to have a two-way conversation with your customers. And the cool thing about simple texting Plans start as low as $29 a month. But I do understand if you've never tried something like that, you don't know if it will work with your customers. Well, we have set up a really cool opportunity for people who listen to Build Your Tribe. You get to try simple texting for free for 14 days and, and you can figure out for yourself what happens when you text your audience. Are they going to ignore it? Do they open it? It only takes a few minutes to create an account and you can literally start testing this today. You're going to get 500 free credits today by texting. Are you ready? We're going to text right now. The podcast keeps playing. Just open up your messages. Are you ready? Now, to this number, 833-2-TRY-SMS, okay? So again, I'll give you the number, and then I'm going to tell you what to text me. 
the number two, then T-R-Y, SMS. And the word that I want you to text is tribe. You'll immediately get a reply and that's going to give you 500 free credits. Plus you can start your free trial for 14 days. Uh, Again, the plans are as low as $29 a month if it's something that you love. But you know, don't take my word for it. Try it out. Text messages. I don't think I need to tell you I'm sure you already know that text messages have a 98% open rate and a 30% click-through rate. I mean, you, you can't beat it. So give it a try. Again, the number was 833, the number 2, T-R-Y-S-M-S. Text the word TRIBE for your free trial. So my first tip for you is like, get this scheduled ASAP and don't let it fester. As soon as you know the conversation needs to happen or this... Uh, this matter needs to be addressed because sometimes a difficult conversation doesn't even need to, ha- to happen. Uh, and we're not going to talk about planning in just a moment, but in case I forget, cause I'm driving, um, there's been so many times where I feel as though I probably need an uncomfortable, uh, a, a conversation needs to take place. But then when I sit down to plan, what is my objective? I realize I actually don't need to have a difficult conversation. This could be handled in a much easier way. For example, let's say that I have an employee who, I'm just going to say hypothetically, but please know this doesn't even matter to me, but let's just say hypothetically, they always show up late. They're supposed to be at the office every day at 8 a.m. And they just, they can't get there on time. And I feel like, oh gosh, I've got to sit down, I've got to write them up, and I've got to explain to them you know, how they have disappointed me and we need for everyone to show up on time. Another way to do this, and I've done this many times, is to lay out the facts and just ask questions. And when oftentimes when I've just asked questions or even made sweeping comments to the team, like, you know, it's really important that everyone be accountable to each other and that we show up on time and let's let's talk about how does it make us how does it make the team feel when you know one or more person is late or lets them down and everyone kind of chimes in and there's been on more than one occasion I didn't have to have that awkward conversation it took care of itself by just bringing the subject to the surface without having and letting that person like read between the lines so doesn't need a conversation or most of us are really good at reading between the lines and recognizing where things are going and maybe self-correcting but set a date if you haven't already and remember when you enter into this that you do need a plan and the plan should start with you asking yourself okay ultimately what do I want to come out of this and you really need to be very specific about that here's what I mean so for example, you know, meeting I'm about to have, I've got to ask myself, like, what is, what is the ultimate objective? Do I want to win an argument? Am I trying to change somebody's beliefs? Am I trying to get an apology? Am I trying to have someone forgive me? Is there, am I just asking that we have a mutual understanding? Am I asking for a change in behavior? Am I asking or am I trying to just improve our relationship? Am I trying to clearly outline expectations and see if they can meet them? Do I want a complete resolution? Am I trying to break things off? Am I trying to get them to step up? 
Am I trying to get them to um, understand where they're missing the mark? Am I trying to make them feel better about themselves? Am I trying to get them to do a better job? Or am I trying to get them to realize like handwriting's on the wall, you should probably quit so I don't have to terminate you. Okay, so by the way, what I'm not going to talk about in this brief episode is um, the difficult conversation of having to terminate someone. That's that's a whole nother episode and that's a whole nother, I think there's a whole nother way of doing that. If that's something you'd like us, me, to talk about, I don't think Brett Brock has ever had to do that. I could be wrong. Actually, I think he did recently. But um, it's not something I've had to do a lot. But if that's a topic you'd like for us to cover, we can definitely do that. But you've got to ask yourself, are you hoping to that the uh, conversation just brings up other possibilities or possible solutions? So for the conversation that I'm about to have, now selfishly, I can think of what I would love to have happen from it. Like I would love for this person to go, oh, here's what we need to do. I can, I can very clearly see how this hasn't worked out and um, let me just cut my losses. I'd, I'd love for that to happen. But ultimately, what I, I really need for this conversation to produce is some alternate possibilities that feel like a win-win to both of us. And just knowing that, is it, it just lessens the confrontational side of things. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I've got to win. I don't feel like I've got to convince him. I want to have a conversation. I want to be open-minded about things. When you're making a recipe, like let's say you're making a cake, doesn't that sound good right now? And you leave out one, just one ingredient. Like let's say you forget the eggs. What happens to the cake? The cake flops. <laughs> like there's certain things, if you want predictable success, You've got to make sure all the ingredients are included. And that is especially true when it comes to making a social media post that actually gets engagement, that helps you to attract new followers. But when you're just about to post, sometimes it's like hard to remember all of those things. I use a checklist and this is the same checklist that I give to all of my Instagram students and I want to give it to you for free. So you can download it right now. Just go to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. Now here's a bonus tip. Once you get this checklist, save it to your phone, like save it to your notes. That way you're going to get in the habit of checking it just before you post each time. And you should see a nice little improvement in your Instagram engagement and growth. Again, you can grab that by going to instaclubhub.com forward slash checklist. And as always, all links can also be found in our show notes. You don't have to remember it. In fact, you can click on it right now and the episode will continue to play. And so the way that I prepare for a difficult conversation is I do a timeline. So I, I, it's just a fact finding session. I take out a big piece of paper and I just start like writing down dates and facts, not emo. I take all the emotion out of it because remember the more emotional you are, the less productive a conversation can be. So this is not you got, and I know business is personal, but you, you can't make it personal and the less involved you feel emotionally, the more likely you are to be very reasonable. And and that just boils down to developing your interpersonal skills, you know, because so much of this conversation isn't just what you say. It's also your body language. It's your delivery. It's your tone. It's your pace. I mean, think about it. You can say the same sentence to somebody. And if you say it fast and like, you know, where is that? That sounds a lot different. Or like, why did you do that? That sounds a lot different than why did you do that? 
You know what I mean? Like pace, tone, inflection, all those things are so much easier to manage when you can manage your emotions. So sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and just write down facts. Like don't put any, um, anything other than facts on the paper. Not like, and you did this and it made me feel, no, just on such and such date, what the expectations were, what happened, um, just the facts. And, and really before you do that, like you need to do a fact finding mission, imagining that you're doing, that they're doing the exact same thing. Like, so if they knew in advance, which maybe they do, that this conversation is going to take place and they were doing their own categorizing or inventory of grievances or things that need to be discussed or timeline, etc. What would be on their list? Because walking into this conversation, knowing what things feel like from their perspective is going to change your perspective. And that's like the next um, tip that I have for you is I try to imagine, okay, because everybody, you know, there's always, what do they say? Three sides to the story. There's your side, there's my side, and then the truth is somewhere in the middle. Okay, well, I want you to pretend, just really try to imagine, what would this person's side of the story be if they, not the truth, their side of the story as they're telling it to like their spouse? What would that story, what would that sound like? And you should be able to do this if you can't put yourself, it's not just even putting yourself in their shoes, it's imagining that you are them. Right. So, for example, even if it's someone who's unrealistic or unreasonable, you know how their brain works. You know how they see things from their perspective. Even if you believe their perspective is jaded, you can imagine what it would sound like. So jot down a few of the things that they would probably say to their significant other or their best friend if they were just, you know, ripping you up one side and down the other or, or just sharing their side of the story. And this is very useful because believe it or not, it will tend to give you some empathy and it will soften your, I don't want to say your heart because it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it, it just does. When I've had to have this conversation, like recently, for example, with the conversation that I have to have today, um, in going through this practice and planning for this conversation, it made me realize like, oh, wow. Yeah. I I need to see some things from their perspective. And when I went through that exercise, it made me more receptive to the idea that this person is entitled to have suggestions and alternatives other than mine. It also made me feel like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just more, a more fair way of looking at things. Another example, personal example I can share with you is whenever I've had to counsel a team member or a staff member, I always imagine what must it be like to work for someone like me? It's not easy. I've got lots of ideas I like to work by myself. I like to work independently. I'm best under pressure. I, um, it's really hard to work for someone who has pretty extreme ADHD. I'm going to call an urgent meeting and then I'm going to start the meeting and say, okay, who who asked for this meeting when it was me? Like there's, (laughs) 
you know, we have policies and procedures in our business, like using Slack and using Asana and responding to emails, etc. And who, who doesn't adhere to those things? Me. I, 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 you've heard me say this before. I hate Slack. It doesn't work for my ADHD brain. Um, anything, you know, so my point is when I'm going to talk to anyone about with a difficult conversation, I have to try to imagine what is it like from their perspective. So their perspective as they're looking at me, as they're looking at the circumstances, and then this is really important, like this is advanced stuff right here. I mean, when we're talking about interpersonal skills, if you can actually learn more about an individual that you have to have this conversation with, and this doesn't happen like, you know, the days and weeks before you need to have the conversation. It's in the the months and the years that you're developing rapport in a relationship. But the more you understand about somebody, the more you know their communication style, the more you understand their, even their childhood and how the, the, not like the specific traumas, but like to understand what shaped them as a person, which would help you to understand their perspective. And it will also help you to understand what motivates them. What, what do they need to hear and feel and see in order to soften their heart or to open their eyes or to feel less, okay, let's just say less defensive because someone who's in a, who's feeling defensive, they don't even hear you. It's pointless to have negotiations or conversations with somebody who's not in the right frame of mind to listen. And the key to a difficult conversation, this is my opinion, is not, this is the last thing I'm going to leave you with, is not to have a monologue, but to have compiled your information, to done your research, and then just ask very reasonable questions and then listen and get really good at listening. Reframe what they've just said to you, state it back. Consider their perspective. What is it that they want? What is going to motivate them to help you reach that ultimate objective that you came up with when you thought about having this difficult conversation? And I guess the very last thing that I would say is anytime I realize, okay, it's time to have a difficult conversation, I remind myself that to be fair, it's probably not going to be one conversation. If you're, you're, if you're trying to force a very important, um, decision, if you're trying to, you know, tackle a topic or something that's uncomfortable, it's just unrealistic to think that it can all be handled in one conversation. So I like to start these conversations off with questions and a dialogue and an openness to listen, to hear their side and to give everybody the opportunity to be heard and to sleep on it, to think through it. And let's come back with some possible solutions. I realize that doesn't always work, but the more you can, especially as an entrepreneur, the more you can look at things and realize that relationships are, even business relationships are complicated because 
we have personal dynamics. We don't ever want to make somebody feel bad, but we also don't want to be taken advantage of. We don't want to, um, we don't want to lose money and we don't want to take advantage of other people. And sometimes it's hard to see eye to eye. It feels like someone's taking advantage of you and they don't recognize what they're doing wrong. Um, oh, I know I keep saying this is the last thing, but I just realized this too. If the difficult conversation that you're dreading is one that you know somebody wants to have with you because you're not pulling your weight or the, the numbers haven't been what they needed to be or you, you just know that you need to ask your boss for more work or to, you, you get the sense, this, this feeling that they're dissatisfied with the work that you've been doing and you just, oh, you feel like this uncomfortable conversation is coming your way. Let me give you a big, huge tip. Start that conversation. Instead of dreading it, instead of trying to pretend by sticking your head in the sand that it's not going to happen, you're making things worse. And they will, you can turn things around by addressing it now, by saying like, I feel like I haven't lived up to your expectations recently. I want to do X, Y, Z. I know the numbers don't reflect our objectives and I want to turn that around or I want to talk about what I can do to meet your expectations, how I can improve. Let me just give you this little tip. If you do that, whether you're a consultant for a company or you're an agency who's working with other entrepreneurs or you're a a team member, um, if you do that, I guarantee you set yourself up for success. If you don't, then that difficult conversation just festers and guess what? They are looking for more evidence to sever the relationship, more evidence to support the resentment, the, you know, the, the conclusions, the negative beliefs they have about your performance, etc. So nip that. Let me tell you, don't wait for that conversation. Nip it in the bud. You can turn this around in like two seconds flat by doing that. Difficult conversations are only as difficult as we make them in our heads. So remember, it's just a conversation. It's a dialogue. It's, it's allowing someone else to be heard. It's asking the right questions. Don't make it bigger than it needs to be. And don't put it off. Hey, thanks for listening to this edition of Build Your Tribe. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it done. I am on my way into the building I'm about to park. And um, I'm just going to have a dialogue, just a conversation. And this is perhaps the first of, of many. Wish me luck.